1 Samuel chapter 5. Now the Philistines had taken God's ark and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. The Philistines took God's ark and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. When the people of Ashdod arose early on the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before Yahweh's ark. They took Dagon and set him in his place again. When they arose early on the following morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before Yahweh's ark, and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hand were cut off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was intact. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any who come into Dagon's house step on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. But Yahweh's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and struck them with tumours, even Ashdod and its borders. But when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not stay with us, for his hand is severe on us and on Dagon our God. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried over to Gath. They carried the ark of the God of Israel there. It was so that after they had carried it there, Yahweh's hand was against the city with a very great confusion. And he struck the men of the city, both small and great, so that tumours broke out on them. So they sent God's ark to Ekron. As God's ark came to Ekron, the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought the ark of God of Israel here to us, to kill us and our people. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines, and they said, Send the ark of the God of Israel away, and let it go again to its own place, that it not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly panic throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The men who didn't die were struck with tumours, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. So the poor Philistines, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Now, in the, in the ancient world, in the mind of you know, people who lived, and, and particularly in the mind of you know, soldiers and um, how they perceived things was that there were, you know, basically the God of whatever nation you were a part of would help you. So, for example, they looked at the story of, you know, the Israelites coming out of Egypt and they noticed that the God of the Israel helped them beat the Egyptians. So now there's this battle that goes on between the Philistines and the Israelites and because they win the battle, the Philistines think that their God has defeated the God of Israel. <laughs> so um, it doesn't, you know, it, they get the shock of their life to find that the God of Israel is exerting power in the temple of Dagon. You know, they come into the temple of Dagon in the morning and there's Dagon, it's just a statue, but he's, he's fallen down and he's bowing down to worship the God of Israel. Like, whoop, <laughs> stand it back up. But the next day it's bowed down and broken. And, and then tumours start breaking out. And so they realise that um, the God of Israel is powerful. And the Lord's actually, this is actually the mercy of the Lord. The Lord's mercy is teaching them about him. Now you might say, well, what's so merciful about the Lord, you know, causing all these terrible things to happen to the Philistines? You know, why would the Lord bring tumours and plagues upon the, the, uh, the Philistines? 
Well, you know what the mercy is? The mercy is that the Lord is showing them that he's more powerful than their God. And it's the same thing in Egypt. The Lord was showing the Egyptians that the gods of Egypt were powerless. And what happened as a result of that was that you had two things. Some Egyptians hardened their hearts like Pharaoh and wouldn't listen, but other Egyptians softened their hearts and they left with the Israelites. So this type of thing is actually a great mercy. It's a mercy to those who can be saved. And so the Lord knows when to be tough and the Lord knows when not to be tough. But it all begins with this, the fact that the Israel, the, the ark of the God of Israel is captured now, this is such a foreign concept in the mind of Philistines and in the mind of Israelites. You know, they think that if, if that God has been captured, that he mustn't be very weak. He must be weak. He mustn't be capable. They've defeated him, and they think they've got a superior God. It wouldn't make sense in their mind that a God would let himself be beaten, which is exactly, I guess, technically what God does. Now, he's not defeated at all. He, the Lord doesn't feel any sense of... Um, being despised, he doesn't feel humiliated at all. He, he's, the box is there, but the presence of the Lord isn't there, if you know what I'm trying to say. So Israel loses the battle, Shiloh is destroyed, like we talked about in the last chapter. It's like God has deserted them. And that's, what, what, that's the thing that's said at the end of chapter four. It says, Ichabod, the glory has departed. The Lord left them. And they were trying to win in their own strength, so the Philistines think they've defeated God, but God wasn't even there. And God's not bothered by the fact that they thought the wrong thing about him at all. God's not, he, he's not a fearer of man, that he cares about man's opinion. But in the land of the Philistines, now the Lord's there. Isn't that funny how the Lord wasn't in Israel? The glory had departed, but the Lord was in the land of the Philistines and causing them all sorts of problems. <laughs> and uh, it's not funny, really. And um, so the, the, the Ark of the Covenant goes to um, Ashdod, which in the New Testament is the city Azotus. If you read in Acts chapter 8, Philip goes there. He travels through there as an evangelist. Well, that's Ashdod. And so the, the Ark gets put into the Temple of Dagon. Now, um, not very far back in the history of Israel, we were talking about Samson, you know, just about two weeks ago. Samson... You remember he was taken into the, the grand temple of the god Dagon. He was put in the middle of the pillars and he pushes and the temple collapses. And in one day, more than 3,000 people are killed. Well, that's where the Ark of the Covenant would have gone if that temple was still standing. That was the great temple of Dagon in Gaza. But because that temple is destroyed by Samson and hadn't been rebuilt yet, or I don't know if it ever was rebuilt, but it was destroyed Instead, the Ark of the Covenant goes to Ashdod, which apparently was the next best temple that they had for Dagon. And it's there that all the things happen that we read about, and it's there that the tumour and the plagues begin. Now, pretty much everybody that you read on this thinks that this is the bubonic plague. You know, the plague that, that went through all Europe, and, and it was, it's caused by uh, fleas on rats. And this is why the Philistines, they realise... Uh, you're going to see this more in the next chapter, but the Philistines realize that the rats have got something to do with it. They see that the rats and the tumors are connected. And the pubonic plague was known for causing tumors, and, um, but it's spread by the rats, and the rats have got the fleas on them. 
which jump around, spread the disease, and it's all terrible. So there's a natural cause here, but there's a spiritual cause too. The spiritual cause is the Lord, and that's often how it is. Um, when the Lord does things, there's often a natural explanation, but there's often a spiritual explanation as well. Both things happening at the exact, at the exact same time. And the result of all of this is that the Philistines learn something about God. They learn that just because they captured the Ark of God doesn't mean that their God is greater than that God. They learn that he's not. In the end, they want to get rid of it, <laughs> which is the wrong response. The right response should have been to get rid of the other God. The right response should have been to get rid of their God, Dagon, and follow this God. And you know what? People make that mistake all the time. The Lord is trying to work in people's lives and instead of sorting out their problems and getting rid of these things and following the Lord, they get rid of the Lord and they think that's going to solve all their problems. It's a mistake that lots of people make. Father, I ask that you would help us to think clearly, not think like Philistines. Lord, help us never to get rid of you in the midst of any problem. Help us, Lord, to embrace you and to get rid of these other things. Lord, they are the cause of our problems. And I ask, Lord, that you would cause us to not be like the Philistines at all. Help us not to make the mistakes they made and help us not to make the mistakes the Israelites made in thinking about all these things. I ask, Lord, your grace and your mercy would be extended to us and you would bless us. Bring us into the fullness of your plans, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.